Welcome to the NABC Guardians of the Game podcast, where we go inside what makes a coach a coach. The NABC Guardians of the Game podcast is a production of the National Association of Basketball Coaches and Learfield. Now, here's your host, Coach Gary Waters. Today, we're joined on the podcast by Northwestern coach Chris Collins. Welcome, Chris, to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Coach. Always good to, to come on and talk some ball. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, let me say this. Uh, we normally start off our podcast with a question, and then we'll get into all the other information or questions that I will ask you. So um, when you hear the phrase, guardians of the game, what does that mean to you? I just think it means the responsibility, especially the as, as coaches and in, in leadership position to to protect the game that we've loved, um, you know, our whole lives. Um, you know, I know for me, I've been fortunate to be around basketball my whole life, to to watch college basketball, to love it, uh, to follow all the programs, you know, to to be a part of it as a player and then coach and now as a head coach and you know, when you hear guardian, you know, it's, it's like a protective word, you know, and mm -hmm. it's, there's so much going on around us now. And with, with what's going on with name, image, and likeness with transfer portal and all these things. And, you know, I think we all want to be flexible and, and help the student athletes the best we can, but to protect our great game, you know, how do we do that? Um, you know, but still protect what a great game and what a great product that college basketball has been for all these years. Very good. Very good. Now, uh, <clears throat> you and I have some history. You don't, you may not remember this, but uh, I know you've, uh, you've been uh, a college player. You've been a, you've been a, you've been a coach now for 10 years now. Yes. And when I look at all that, you've really got a lot of background on you now. And when I think about that, you know, I think about, you know, when I was involved in the game and everything else, and uh, one thing you were, it's pretty obvious, your history is a part of who you are, okay? Yes, yes. Your no, son is no. in, I mean, you, you're the son of a, a famous <laughs> coach. We, uh, we all know that, uh, Doug Collins. But the history I have with Doug is, uh, I'm from Detroit originally, and uh, Will Robinson and I were very oh, close wow. friends back yes. in the day. Yes. And I kind of watched him, you know, during his time in college. But now growing up, you know, did you at any time felt you were going to be a coach one day? I, it's funny you say that because people ask me that all the time because my dad was a coach when I was a kid and I was always around it. And the answer was no, I wanted to be a player. You know, you, just, <laughs> you don't say some people might. But for me, like my dream was to be a, a really good player and my dream was to be a professional player. And, you know, I tried to take that as far as I could. I gave everything I could into playing. And then when I realized, hey, it's it's time to do something else, um, you know, I just was drawing back on my passion for for the game. I mean, being around it since I was two years old, being with my dad and tagging along with him when he would speak at camps in the summer and with his own teams. And, you know, I've I've had a love affair with basketball my whole life. And, you know, not only just the game, but just all aspects of it, you know, being around great coaches and, and learning from yeah. them and the leadership aspect and the mentoring, you know, I just felt like, you know, I can no longer play. I got to move on. 
you know, I, I think I would be best served being a teacher and of the game and, and being a mentor. Um, and, you know, it's worked out really well. I've been very fortunate to, to have great coaches along the way. Like you said, I mean, coach Robinson, you know, even though I didn't have a chance to be around him a lot, I felt like, you know, I, I was a part of his upbringing <laughs> because of all the stories from my dad, you know, and, really, really. and, and what he learned from him and then being with coach K for all those years and, I worked under Tommy Amaker, who was an assistant of mine. Mike Bray was one of my assistants, Quinn Snyder. I mean, I, I've been very fortunate to be around really good coaches and leaders that I've learned from. And, um, you know, then getting the opportunity to come to Northwestern and, and try to run my own deal has has been incredibly fun over these past 10 years. Well, you've done a fabulous job. And, you know, one of the people that you know very well, I, I mentored him probably for a couple of years, and that was uh, Johnny Dawkins, because he was oh, yeah. out here in Florida. So I'm in, yeah. I'm in Tampa now, so I've had an opportunity to be a part of it. But yeah. here's another part of our history together, and you may not realize this. When you were at Duke playing and, and doing a great job there, you played a team called Eastern Michigan in the tournament. Oh, yeah. Had a little my last, my last college game, coach. You guys ended my career, man. I how could you how could you not? I mean, I, I tell you what, that was a really good team, you know, you guys had and Earl Boykins, I I'll, I'll never forget, man, trying to chase that little guy around. I mean, it was he was he was something else. And um, no, I, I remember that game really well because that was my last college game, you know, last time I had a chance to put the Duke uniform on. And, you know, obviously that's very emotional when you do that. But I was tip my cap because uh, Eastern Michigan was definitely the better team that day. They you guys had like three NBA players on that team. It was it was a heck of a group. Yeah, you know, back in those days, you know, that kind of happened. And today it's, it's even going a step higher. You know, think about this. Uh, you played at the highest level being at Duke, you know, and you've experienced a great deal of things. My question to you is uh, the players you have had, ha have you been able to use that past experience to help them? I think you always draw on your past experiences. You know, um, you you try to you know, at least I do, you know, as a coach and a leader, I always try to put myself in our player's shoes. Okay. How, how, do, how would I be feeling if I was in this situation right now, if, if I'm going well, if I'm struggling, if I'm going through stuff and, you know, I, I think having gone through the journey a little bit as a player and still being somewhat young enough to remember that um, I, I draw back on that to try to help our players all the time. You know, fortunately mm -hmm. for me, I've been blessed to have a, a lot of great recalls. So, you know, there's so many instances, all of these guys aspire to be great players and they have dreams. And, you know, I'm fortunate at Duke to coach a lot of NBA players. I was with Coach K for eight years on the USA national team staff. So guys like Kobe and LeBron and KD and, and all those guys, you name it, D Wade, just being able to relay some stories and some of the things I've been able to witness throughout my years in basketball to our players and kind of, you know, tie it into what they're doing and, and where they want to go. You know, I, I think it's been helpful because that's young people. That's what they do. They look up to the best. And oh, yes, you know, if, yes, you can, if you can draw back on experience that you've had around great players, great leaders, things like that, I, I think it helps. And it's something that I've definitely done in my career as a coach. Very good. Very good. Now you've been at uh, multiple academic institutions. Mm -hmm. uh, being at Duke now at Northwestern. How has that kind of fitted in to the student athletes that you bring into the program? Yeah, I mean, I, I think being at Duke all those years, um, you know, really, uh, you know, made me have a great affinity for for being at, at a great school. 
you know, like the the level of people that you're around when you're at a place like a Duke or like a Northwestern, you know, they're they're high achieving, you know, very asp high aspiring people that you're around that are very smart and and are very passionate uh, about whatever they do. And and I mm -hmm. like being in those environments. I like being around those type of people, um, you know, and then being able to attract young men that that want to be at places that you can play high level basketball and be at the high, but also you know, have, have a high standard of excellence and everything else, you know, get a great degree, be, a, be around great people, uh, be, a, be around a great networking situation at, at a school like ours. And, you know, it's something I, I've just always felt it was a fit for me. So, you know, when I, when I wanted to get my own head coaching job and have an opportunity, I was always kind of attracted to those type of schools because I felt like, you know, you could coach a certain kind of guy and, and someone that would value things outside of basketball as well. <laughs> well, I tell you this, uh, Amaker probably feels the same because he's been at one place for a long time as well. Yeah, you know, you know and, I mean, a, a lot of the guys, you know, like the two assistant coaches that I had when I played were Coach Bray, who's now at Notre Dame, and, and Coach Amaker, who have kind of gone to great schools and, and found their fit and, and done really well. And, um, you know, I've tried to do the same here at Northwestern, obviously, coming to where we were. It was a place that didn't have a whole lot of tradition and, and a whole lot right. of excellence to hold back so that was you know coming in to try to build something to try to create some history um you know was something that was enticing to me as well good good very good in in today's modern game you've been in been in uh what been at one place for 10 years now think about it now that's yeah. unusual in, in today's game now when you think about that uh what is uh what is it how has it affected you and and how is it how has it changed from when you first started till today? Yeah, I mean, it, everyone has seen the college game is vastly different. Um, not not so much the game, a little bit how the game's played, but uh, more so kind of what's going on in the college realm or, you know, the the what we're dealing with now with how the rules have changed and, you know, there there's not a lot of more flexibility now with transferring and and now with student athletes having the ability to make money off their name, image, and likeness. All things that I'm very for. I, I I've always been pro student athlete. I want these guys to maximize what they can. Uh, but it's changed. You know, it's yeah. definitely changed how you go about it, how you try to put your team together, how you try to recruit. It's very hard to build for the long term. Um, you know, anymore because you almost have to go year to year now. Like, okay, this is our group. This is who we have. Let's try to be the best that we can and, and let's get to the spring and kind of see where we are going forward, which I'm not necessarily a fan of, but it it, it is what it is. Um, right. you know, for me personally, over the past 10 years, I mean, I, I, I kind of think back to coming in and just how much you learn and grow and, you know, you, you going through your experiences. It's like, it's like, they always say like, you can't, you don't really know what something's like until you're actually in that position or, you know, making those decisions and all those things. And, you know, I think I've grown a lot. I think I've matured a lot as a coach. Um, you know, I've tried to improve in different areas from year to year. And, um, you know, it's, it's crazy. Uh, you know, they, they said the other day, I, I think in the, our league in the big 10, I think we have 14, you know, teams in our conference right now, I'm the fourth, fourth longest tenured, you know, coach in the conference, which is, yeah, yes. so you think about it, I still, you know, fancy myself as being pretty young and, and kind of new, <laughs> but it just kind of shows now to your point, kind of the, you know, the, the transition that everything's in and, and to be somewhere for 10 years, I'm incredibly grateful. It's a place I really like the people, 
everyone's been very supportive and uh you know we're working hard to to try to build something good here oh, you're doing a good job at it and and you know what in in our society today for a coach to last as long as you have last it's, <laughs> it's an upward <laughs> yes you know uh you've all obviously been a mentor to to many of players and maybe even friends as an example and as an assist, you know, as an assistant coach, I know you had to learn from other people on, over you. How have you helped your young assistants in the program? Yeah, I I felt like it's my responsibility, um, you know, to not. We always talk about helping our our players develop, and you know, one thing that I was very grateful in my career as a coach because it was my coach. You know, Coach K always, you know, he he always really took it personally with his assistant coaches to develop us. He gave us responsibility to get better as coaches and, you know, to to do things maybe that head coaches were doing at other places. And and I've tried to carry that on, you know, as I've come and become a head coach now and 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 try to take the time to help my young assistants because I want them eventually to be head coaches and and to have their own programs. And in order for them to do that you have to give them responsibility. You you can't micromanage your program. You have to give them a voice. You have to let them speak in front of the team. You got to let them teach and coach and recruit and do all the things that they do in this job to help them, you know, hopefully develop to the point where they can become head coaches one day. So it's something that I take very serious just because mm -hmm. that's what was done for me, you know? So right. why would I, you know, now as I move on and have an opportunity to be a head coach, like it's my responsibility now to try to help others and, you try to do that with your players, but I thought I think it's equally important to try to do that with your young staff as well. You're exactly right. You know, and you mentioned players uh, today. We different. They say we're different. We're dealing with a different kid, and you and I both know. You know, oftentimes that may not be the case. Uh, one of the issues is that we're dealing with different parents that are allowing things to go on that were different, different in in our time. But you know, in in dealing with that, all the things that's happening in in our society, all the things, you know, mental illness, all these different things that are occurring. It, is, it, is it something that is important to you with your program and teaching in your program? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, the one thing I, I learned as a young coach and kind of developing as a leader is, you know, something that Coach K, I thought, did, you know, to an unbelievable level. It's why he was able to last as long as he did and be as successful as he was is, he never lost sight of, of what his standards were and, and what his values were, right. and, but he was always open to be flexible to how times were changing, you know, and, um, you know, so, you know, he found ways creatively to get the same message across, you know, maybe, you know, that certain guys, you know, it, it, it's, it's about the message, not how it's being delivered. And I think right, a really right. good lead, a, a really good leader, you know, has a way of, of being able to get that message across, understand that every kid is different. You know, what, what might make you motivate you is different than what might motivate me. And, mm -hmm. and as a coach, that's why you have to really get to know the personalities of your players. You got to get to know how, how, you know, the, how to make them better, how to motivate them, how to get the best out of them as people. And, um, you know, I think it's one of the biggest challenges we face now because there's so much around these kids, man, it's crazy with the rise of social media, yes. the pressure that's on them now, what they face, 
you know, publicly, they're, they're huge public figures playing at the high level of college. And, and I think sometimes we forget they're still 18 to 21 years old and they're trying to figure out themselves. So, you know, I think our role, you know, much more than being a coach is to be, be that mentor and kind of be that figure that they can look to for strength and, and help them through different things they're going through. Very good. Very good coach. Very good. Uh, I want to thank you for being on our podcast today. Guardians of the game, because we all have to guard this game and the things that we do within it is very, very important. And you've been doing an outstanding job. So once again, thank you for being on on the podcast. And thanks, coach, for coming here. Yeah, thanks for having me, coach.